you're an engineer, you start to grow in that in that field. Um, but it's just time. Really, it's just time and rank. It has nothing to really do in regards to your performance. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Talk to you. Recorded, I hope. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anything else? Give me a holler. All right, buddy. So uh, what he was what he was saying was is that that's the that's that's the breaking point of where the process changes. <clears throat> okay. So that's yes, in that respect, it's like captain in our department. You can go this far on your own, and then after that, you're getting appointed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was originally asking whether it was a captain level or BC level. I had to go back and look how many sergeant majors are there in the right. army. There are a lot of them because they yeah. basically command about a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Look how big the army is. Yeah. So we don't have that many DCs. No. You so. see what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out how. What impact does does the sergeant major have on an individual? Is it the same amount of contact and impact that a captain would have, or is it the same amount of contact and impact that a battalion chief? Oh, would then have? In, on that aspect, I would I equate it more, more to a battalion. battalion. That's what I'm thinking. They have that. They're Correct. not directly plugged in, but they. They, they right. t- they're touching people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what we're talking about. I have no idea if that's, uh, since none of us were in the military. Give a little bit of extra background. I'm sure we'll get some emails about yeah, it. Yeah, we may have messed that up. <laughs> Let's start from here. To give a little bit of our extra background on this, Bill Smith, uh, who was a deputy chief for DeKalb County and retired and went on to be a sheriff's deputy, um, who actually recently lost his life saving uh, some people in a water rescue, uh, had texted uh, Shane and I, an article, and the article was uh, the sergeant major of the Army, the then sergeant major of the Army, Daniel Daly, who has since retired, but it was his 10 leadership tips for sergeant majors. And uh, we wanted to go kind of over those things um, just because we, Shane and I, were thinking a lot about Bill in the last few weeks, and uh, we did want to touch on each one of these points. So we were going to go one by one, but we were having a debate on where Sergeant Major in the Army kind of corresponds with the fire department, which we've kind of all agreed now that's battalion chief. Is that? I think no? we're just okay with it. Being all right, we're, yeah, we're okay just, no, with it being with a battalion chief because right. Sergeant Majors. This is not the hill I want to die on. No, no. Uh, negative. But they don't have direct contact with. I don't even know if we should go there. We well, just, who knows? We'll, we'll probably get lots of corrections on this. Uh, literally maybe a couple of months ago. I mean, it was a, it yeah, was a really recent, recent, yeah, it was a really recent, uh, text from him. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, that's and, an older article. Yeah. Uh, the article was actually 15, yeah. yeah, 215. So, or 2015. So, uh, but yeah, so just, we wanted to kind of really quickly go, go down these number one on his list was yelling. Doesn't make you skinny. PT does. Anybody got anything on that one? And really, I mean, what he said was, if you're not out there saluting the flag every morning at six thirty, you can automatically assume you're uh, you can automatically assume your soldiers are not. Soldiers don't care if you're first in play in first place; they just want to see you out there. This is a team sport. So really, he was kind of getting by on being example, example. Yeah. Yeah. by example, yeah. Yeah. By yeah. example. Yeah. which I yeah. think we all can agree with. Yeah. And I think a lot of people miss that point. Uh, they do things not realizing. People are going to do exactly what you do, you know, right. if, or what you don't do. Right, right. right. Well, let's take something simple for, for a fire department. As simple as you know, being hard to get house dues out of you. Well, if, yeah. If uh, <laughs> the battalion chief isn't paying, or whatever we're going to classify this person is, why do I need to pay? You know what I mean? And so that's that's one of those things where it 
you really right. need to be thinking about the impact and the way that the eyes that are on you and how you act. Uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, even, even as much as like how long or how I'll dress, you know, as far right. as being in my uniform, you know, I'm not going to get down on somebody on their uniform if I'm not wearing it. I mean, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Now I, you know, the house dues thing is funny because I used to get so frustrated with the guy that collected the house dues because he would come and tell me that I was behind and I'd be like, I've told you, do not let me get behind. And when he'd tell me that, I would pay four or five months in advance. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be behind. Right. And then when the four or five months had expired, because I wasn't used to paying it well, monthly. Well, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, he'd let it go. And I'd be like, damn it, you are making it look like I'm not. He's got a spreadsheet. Right. And here, here's where I'm not paying. Uh, if you could only put a reminder on your phone. That, this is, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's now. That, oh, this sorry. was then. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, number two, uh, think about what you're going to say before you say it. This one's a good one right here, buddy. This is a tough one because your emotions can get out in front of this one, and you just have this flash response. You need to woe up on that. That's that's that thing where you see the words leave your mouth, and you try and grab them, and they're like smoke, and they just disappear. And the other thing about the article, what it was trying to say is is not only think about what you're going to say, but don't just be rambling on to be rambling on. Yep. Nobody wants to hear that, you yeah. know? They just they just don't. Unless you're on a podcast <laughs> and you want to just ramble because that's perfectly okay. Yeah, we can do it here. <laughs> if we have a time limit we have to get to or something. What about number three? Well, I mean, we'll just, oh. we'll go so far now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on there, Bob. Yeah, oh, just on that let that ramble for a minute. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so for this, has anybody ever, you know, have that thing to say in their head? They're thinking about it and they're like, this is going to be yeah. <laughs> Before it comes out, you know, is it, am I the only one? No, no, no I did no, it I, just this last week. Yeah, like, oh, this is gonna be so awesome, and then it not be so awesome. It didn't work out. Most of the time, it works oh, out no, exactly like out. I expected. This to. worked out. Shane and everybody else on the call, I could see it in their face. They were just like, "Holy shit, is he gonna say that?" And <laughs> I didn't. I changed it right at the end. I knew I was gonna change it. It was awesome. He knew it was gonna be awesome. Yeah, uh, it was so good. I walked right up to the edge, dangled my toes over, and then did nope. a jump. For us, though, the one that I think I see this the most of and, uh, you know, that I'd say about this is on-scene radio traffic. Definitely think about what you're going to do. No us. Don't, Amen. Don't, don't keep it keyed up while you're thinking about what yeah. to say. Have it planned out in your head, you know, blah, 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 you know, and work it out because some of those are so long and drawn out, you know, and I don't, I don't need to get into the minutia of the, you know, right. the whole situation, you know, how many hairs were disturbed on their head or any of that kind of stuff. Just just real quick, hit movie that I got I got one guy that does it really bad right now and it's pretty hilarious. Uh, we had a very uh, a very it's it's a story told a, a, every once in a while in our department where somebody given a three sixty gave the license plate off of a car in the driveway. Oh. Impressive. <laughs> that's some nice details right there. <laughs> In case, oh. I guess in case anybody recognized it. Oh, hey, that's, that's Bob's car. <laughs> I know Bob. House. I don't recognize the address, but I know that uh, car. Yeah. That's funny. You said it was a 92 Bonneville? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the tag for the Bonneville. Uh, number three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's shit. not going to number three shit. without going. The bell needs some. At this out. time. Okay, now go oh, to number three. This. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite the hang-up about the at this time. Oh, yeah. I hate like, at this time. Was it at another time? I mean, it's like or? most people just. <laughs> no, no, I hate, I hate it. And Be advised is the hate, other one they hate. Yeah. yeah. Be and advised. I, I hate this. Uh, you know, yeah, engine two. probably pretty bad. Engine two's clear and responding. Please repeat, please repeat the numerics. 
Well, then what you're the not hell, clear. Yeah, what the hell were you clear about then? But that's where I get into that people just parrot what they what they hear have how to yeah, do it. They, right, right. You know, if they heard you say to say this one. That's exactly what I'm going to say. No, I'm going to say what I'm actually thinking. Right. <laughs> I just like to get on there one this time. It's like, well, you took a pause. So it wasn't really at this time. It was about five <laughs> seconds ago. Do you want to at this time, at this time, at this time? <laughs> at this particular time. <laughs> and then in the future, I will. Well, that would be Bill. At this particular time. At this, at <laughs> Everybody this, else at this that moment. At this specific moment. Number three, if you find yourself having to remind everyone all of the time that you're the sergeant major and you're in charge, you're probably not. Amen. Uh, he goes on to say that this one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, that's all he wrote about that one. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. I mean, as far as being self-explanatory, I mean, every time I've ever heard anybody say, no, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I'm officer I'm so-and-so. Uh, no, you're not. If you're having to tell them, they... I'm they in charge. No, you're not. It's yeah. so self-explanatory, but think back of how many times someone missed it. Where you think, is it that self-explanatory or people that... Because I've seen people miss the boat on this one big time. No, what do you... I mean, I meet people and they come up and they go, I'm Captain so-and-so. Great. Awesome. Glad for you. Usually doesn't go over well. You want them to introduce just their name? I'm so-and-so? I just, you know what? I, well, this is after I, and it was a counterpart in another agency, and I walked up and he was my, my mirror or whatever. He was the same position I was for the department. And I introduced myself. I said, Hey, I'm Bill. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the blank in our department. And he, I'm Captain so and so. Great. Awesome. I'll be back over here minding my own business because Shane had this happen to him recently. How, How did you receive that? What was it? I don't know what he's talking about. Didn't somebody introduce themselves to you recently with uh, a resume or a rank? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a resume? Yeah. You know, self when people come up oh, and they want to validate themselves right away. Oh, wait. No, while we're talking about this, uh, cut all the damn letters off of the end of your name on your email. Yeah, yeah, I really, yeah. yeah, I really don't care about all that. Yeah. You don't? No, no. not one bit. Under my name, I put A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if... <laughs> If you're uh, if all of that crap is longer than the than the 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 message of your email, something's wrong. That's my personal. I have to say, I've actually been guilty of that of introducing myself as captain or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's because I'd said it so many times, it was just customary for me to do it, and then it went and backfired me on me. Uh, this wife was putting together a surprise birthday party for her husband who worked for me. And I didn't think they actually knew my name, so I had to say, this is Captain So-and-so. And I felt like such a jerk doing it. And I was like, they, if I said, this is Mike, they had no idea who the hell Mike is. I was like, and I was looking at this ringing. I'm like, oh, I'm a little what bit of a panic I, attack. I don't what, know what I'm going to say. What am I going right to say? What am I say? <laughs> it worked out. Well, that's who back to, uh, yeah, that's back to number two, right? Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I got a couple good stories about that. Number four. You have to work very hard at being more informed and less emotional. And Shane was chomping at the bit for this one. Well, this one's going to be, could be a long one, but we're not going to make it a long one. So I like this one because it, it gets me right back to Ted Lasso about being, be curious, not judgmental. Yep. And yep. that's exactly what is being said right here is make sure, take a moment to be informed instead of just going off what your emotion is kind of leading right. you down but again that, i don't know if maybe well, that comes with the, maturity or it's the um the thing that 
golly, I can't remember the book now. Uh, the Crucial Conversations book. Is that the one? It talks about creating your own narratives. You know, you get a little bit of information and then you connect dots that don't draw the picture that was supposed to be the picture yep, that was yeah. intended. But you've drawn right. your picture and that's mm, what that And that's meant. what we go and, with, yep. yeah. That's and I, I get way down the road and I've, you know, this person's out to do this and blah, blah, blah. Nope. I can't remember for sure if that was Crucial Conversations that concept's coming from, but that's good. Yeah. That is a good point. Yeah. Creating that your gap, own narrative. That gap in narrative, you, we will fill it in. And it's totally emotion-driven. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you get a piece of information and you think somebody's challenging you or somebody's... You've put to, all the pieces together yep. in your head. Your puzzle looks perfect. So what advice would you give to somebody to, to how to harness those emotions and like... The, just telling them is what I have learned to be very important. Just to stop right. and say, you're here, and you're trying to get here, but you don't have this information in the middle, but you feel a certain way about it. Imagine if that was absolutely wrong. Right. You're not right. Well, and see, that's what I end up doing. So if I, if I see something and I think very strongly this should be this way, and they're not doing it that way, the first thing that I ask myself is, if it's that obvious to me, there must be a reason why they're not doing it that way. I'm not the only one that's thought of this. You know, there has to be a reason. So let me stop and think, what's their reason? Or go ask them, what's your reason? Mm. I think usually assumptions are injected on most of those. And and I agree with you that to a certain degree, there's some maturity, but it actually takes a lot of practice to remove emotion to go, all right, let, let me take a look at the facts. <clears throat> don't make them up. Don't plug in any assumptions. And then you're going to find the big gap in it. And you, don't, I re- you don't think that's maturity? Well, I think there's maturity in it, but it takes practice to actually stop yourself from writing out the entire narrative. <laughs> what was that? Maturity. It's maturity. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Pavel. Keep going. <laughs> Go ahead and define were you, it. Were you about to define it? <laughs> Absolutely. <I'm laughs> right. Just half step define that was awesome. He was like, oh, I'm putting that right back. I'm going to put a stop to this. <laughs> yeah, let me. Yeah. But since we're moving on. No, so I think maturity plays Practice. some into it, but it's something that you constantly need to be practicing. And it happened to me here recently where somebody called me and wrote an entire narrative that couldn't have been further from the facts. And our discussion is like, hang on a second. You've written a story. It's so fabricated, not even close to the reality of what's happening. And even after you explain it, sometimes it's Again, out of practice, that emotional tie where it's like, my story's better and I'm sticking to it. Well, you can stick to your story all day that's full of all these great <laughs> I've invested non-facts. a lot of time in coming up with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put, so, you know what, Hatch? You bring up a great point. I have invested so much in myself to come up with this narrative. And by the well, way, I've already yeah, sold this book wanna... to everybody around me that I can't retract it. And that is where I agree it takes a great deal of maturity to go, Okay, that was a good fictional book you just wrote. Yeah. It's not true. Let's get down. And, you <laughs> right. know. But it made me feel good it to write it. It made me feel good. It made me feel really good to write it. Well, not, yeah. yeah. not only yeah. does it make you feel good, but Hatch hits a great point, which is I have now sold this book to so many people around me yeah. that I can't go and tell them it was a fiction. Right. So right. it's a fact. It hurts my credibility. Yeah, it, it hurts your credibility. credibility. Right. So, and so uh, Hatch asking, well, what do you do? I, I try to always look, what are the facts? Put those facts together. You're going to find where the gap is. Well, I got this much information in the beginning. I got this information at the end. I got nothing in the middle. Find the facts. That gap is where people get in trouble. They start filling in all the blanks. And then before you know it, 
you've written a narrative that you have to commit to. You don't have to, but no, you're but you going to commit to it. Yeah. And then before you know it, now you're, you're... That's because most people won't say, you know, I was wrong about that. Well, all right, right. I'm, I'm going to pose another question here. So you say get the facts. Do you think people are forthcoming with facts or do they more forthcoming of what's going to protect the, the group or protect themselves? Or sometimes you have to actually kind of be a little bit of an investigator. Oh, that's where I was going. Where's the circumstantial here. evidence well, makes sense? What is your goal in, in discovering facts? Is well, it to, right. Because I'm not saying that I, I don't, I don't do the, this, that, you know, that I've done this before, you know, or be more emotional about it. And, you know, but I also have an investigative background. So I'm sometimes I'm able to not make assumptions and, until I can actually prove them or whatever, because it will lead you down a bad path. And so are people able to ask the right questions, not the questions that feed whatever they thought? So Probably I think they not. can. I think they can. I, you, I think, you I think pose it's practice, a, though. You, and, and it is. You pose a, a, a great question and a comment there, which what I have found is sometimes people are just not willing to do the work yeah. to find the facts. So, and I find this constantly, you know, as soon as somebody spits something out at me, I'm doing the research to find out the validity of what you just said. Uh, I'll often say, you know why there's judges? Cause even the, the uh, attorneys can't agree. You have to put some time in for this stuff. So I find that often somebody will put something out there and everybody wants to go, that's it. That's the case done. And they don't put any time to do a little research and find the facts in it. It's not that they can't. It's just a lot easier. Yeah, just, well, that's got to be true. It's easier, right? Shane said it. It's got to be true. All right. Number five, if you can't have fun every day, then you need to go home. And what he, he ends up saying with that is you are the morale officer. You don't have to be everyone's friend, but you do have to be positive all the time. The sergeant major is the one everyone I looks to when it's one. cold. I struggle with that. When it's hot, when it's raining. Or things are just not, or things are just going south. Your job is to keep the unit together. That's why you're there. The first place they'll look when things go bad is you, and they will catch your reaction. I mean, insanity is the ability to remove your emotion or the truth from your body language. Is that's a psychopath actually? So, I mean, really, it is. <clears throat> What? Yeah, a psychopath. That took a hard left. Yeah. <laughs> no, a psychopath can uh, a psychopath can speak a lie, and his body language won't give it up. Where sure. we speak predominantly with our body, so it's hard to tell a lie if you're, you know, trained to look at the change right. in body language. And it's ex- that's a tough one. That's a very very tough one to be able to oh, say I- that you know you're constantly. I don't know. I struggle with that one. You have to be positive. We've talked about this. Yeah. And and I've tried to do this at times. You know, I, I would make jokes about that, uh, you know, headquarters may try to suck the fun out of this job, but we can take menial tasks and still right. have fun doing them. Right. You know, make them a competition, you know, do whatever you got to do. Um, you know, yeah, I would definitely say it's challenging. And in some top departments, it's even more challenging than others. But right. And everybody has bad weather days, and you know the, those are the days you stay in your office and you don't you don't go don't around interact. other people and it starts spreading it. Right. But it you know it seems to be that misery loves company and like oh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna grumble about this and I'm gonna grumble to him and I'm gonna grumble to him grumble to him. I used to try to find and this is I don't know what movie's from I think it's uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know I, I gripe up. That's yeah, what, yeah, Ryan, you don't see me on. gripe down. You know that's not how it works. You know you gripe up, and so I call my boss and you know I chew his ear about it. This, this is what's going on, right? So what happens with, and we're not going to go all the way down this road, but you say, which I understand, 
you know, headquarters sucks the fund out of stuff. You got to go down. What happens with when the station sucked the fun out of headquarters? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Shane squirm a little bit over there. <laughs> That's a good no, one there. We're going to leave that one alone for now, but just to say we, uh, as in... Which, is, which one's necessary? What do you mean? Can you have a fire department without the stations? Right, so... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there, okay? Yeah. I'm just going to leave that there. That's why the guys love me. There All right, number, number six, <laughs> don't be the feared leader. It doesn't work. He says, if soldiers run the other way when you show up, that's absolutely not cool. Most leaders who yell all the time, they're in fact hiding behind the, their inability to effectively lead. Yell all the time? I agree with the yell part. Yeah. Yep. No, I don't. I mean, yeah, being feared is not a good thing. <sighs> all right. So. <laughs> Let me just drop this. All right. Throw this out there. All right, so if you... There's a, there's a difference, I, and I'm going to... Before you start, I'm going to go back to Bill Smith because this is actually something Bill Smith said with me. Years ago when Bill Smith was my direct uh, supervisor, he asked me, he said, why do you... When I ask all of my battalion chiefs to do something, he said, you do it. This person over here doesn't do it. Why do you do it? And I said, Bill, you scare the shit out of me. And he didn't like that at all. And I didn't mean it to come out that way, but... He, he took it as a very direct that I, and I, I said, look, that's not what I meant. What I meant was I'm terrified of disappointing you. Right. That was the fear. That's the fear. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a, it's not. It's tinged I, with I, respect. But I don't think that's what, what the Sergeant Major was talking about here with, with the feared leader. He, that's a different kind of fear. Right. That's, that's the guy that when you show up, you, you literally walk the other direction. The, the kind where you don't want to disappoint somebody, you're drawn to those people. You are, but I'm not... You ever heard of You Can't Shame the Shameless? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and have you ever seen any of those on your department? Sure. Or out there in yeah. the listening world? So fear sometimes gets productivity out of those individuals because respect is not even in their lexicon. No, I, I, would, I would agree that fear can get them to, to uh, move... You know, widget A from point A to point right, right. B. It's not going to get loyalty. It's not going to get productivity yeah, not, or efficiency. Yeah, I you're get not all changing that. hearts and minds. Right, 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 right. And so, I'm, in that part, I 100 percent agree. If you're trying to build a department that is strong and moving forward, that is not the way to go. Right. But some individuals don't even speak another language. You yeah. know, it's either hot or cold, off or on, whatever. You know, and and so I think you know, I used to make the joke, and then until I heard someone else make, you know, you shoot one of the hostages, let the other hostages know you're not playing around. Right. You know, I've done that. I did it more as a captain. I don't, I don't do it as a, as a chief officer, but I did it as a captain, especially filling people. I mean, I'm not going to have to work with this guy again anyway. Just, there we go. Right, right. Everybody see that? Everybody see what he just did? <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. it. Don't do that. It won't work out well. A lot of fear there. All right, number seven. But don't. that's probably why I'm still a battalion chief. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> number seven, don't do anything, and I mean anything, negative over email. This is going to be Pabell's right here. He talks about this numerous times. He'll write the whole thing out. Delete, delete it. it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's the, it, it, I, and I've even changed that rule. Don't No. First of all, do not. Yeah, let, let's put some action items in here for, uh, that have worked well. Do not fill in who you are sending it to so you don't screw up and send it by mistake. Type it <laughs> out Write out, out the want. narrative yeah. to its complete 
to completion. Type the whole thing out. When you're done, delete it. If this is super highly emotionally charged, like I'm, I'm willing to die in the mountain, what I say is type it out twice. Delete it. If you're willing to do Step it a third time, then you may be ready to send something out. But I, if that's just my model that has worked for me is I will write out the entire thing and delete it. 99% of the time, I'm not willing to do it all over again. And I realize like, all right, that was enough. I just needed to get that out. But I have also typed something out. Not really bad, but just typed it out because my whole intention was to put it out and screwed up and set, send on the email by mistake. So no longer do I ever put two because you may just hit send yeah. by mistake. No, that's a, that's a, a very good little uh, point. Uh, Don't ever put a two on it. No, because, no, no, no. Yeah. Leave that open. I, yeah. I, I've, I've done that once or <laughs> twice. Don't put a subject either. That's, that's the no, safety. No, correct. It's not taking that's it off the safety, safety exactly. right there. <laughs> Since we're talking army here. No, I've definitely, I agree Don't with pull you the pin. 100% on that. I've many times <laughs> typed out what I wanted to say. But then I usually step away from it, go back and read it, and we all are. Right. That was kind of stupid. No, Lincoln was famous for that. Lincoln would write, and this is back I, when he would write letters. I will say one other thing about this. <clears throat> the problem, and I think the, the hidden advice on this is don't do anything negative over email, is because you are anticipating that the receiver is getting it exactly the way right. you meant. And right. there is no voice inflection. There's no context. There's no anything. You need to go have those conversations in purpose. Yep. In person. There's actually studies right now that say that um, younger younger people uh, take te- uh, texts with punctuation marks as being negative. So if you were to say, you know, uh, be safe. If I text my son and say, be safe, period they interpret that as a negative because I put punctuation on it. It's the weirdest thing. But it's, I mean, it's totally, they are receiving it totally a different way than you intended it. The way they want to receive it. Yeah. I actually put punctuation because I don't want to feel lazy and just write a sentence instead of a fragment. I'm always, yeah. But, you know, on this one, I would say that this is, I think this is huge for us. And in today's modern uh, fire service, where a lot of the, communications happens via email the those somebody said it to me here recently about it was unrelated to an email but I've kind of recorded that little snippet in my head to go what's your intent why are you doing this and if the intent is not good if it's self-gratifying to go because watch this and I've seen this play out and I'm telling you sometimes this is going to be awesome yes it's exactly what <laughs> they're thinking this is, I've seen this play out in such long chains of re, where it becomes humorous after a while going I'm just in it for the humor now you guys are acting like children uh, so I agree 100% go face to face go have a discussion even if it's a group but the, the email thing gets out of hand and in this corner fighting out of cuba (laughs) and in this corner you know the odds are slim it can happen it has happened but it's very slim because i have a hard rule on write it and delete it and i'm telling you most of the time i'm just not willing to rewrite all that and i write it out i write a a book worth of stuff on there and delete and i'm never willing to do it again barely ever willing to do it again and when i do that 2% of the time where I may rewrite it, it is actually such a subdued version that gets down to the brass. Don't forget, you got to forgive too, or then you don't trust. Amen. Foundation. 
Yeah. Football is life. Football is Foot, life. Football is life. Oh, greatest, state, all right. greatest statement in the whole whole show, right, right. there. Ted Lasso. Uh, all right, number eight and number eight. I'm gonna actually read everything that he wrote because it, it it we we need to. He says it's okay to be nervous. All of us are. This happens to be my favorite. It came uh, it came from my mother. My mom always used to tell me that if you're not nervous on the first day of school, then you're either not telling the truth, you either don't care, or you're just plain stupid. Being nervous makes you try harder. That's why. That's what makes you care more. Once that feeling is gone, once you feel like you have everything figured out, it's time to go home because the care stops. Don't do this alone. You need a battle buddy. You need someone you can call, a mentor you can confide in. Don't make the same mistakes someone else has made. Those are the dumb mistakes. Don't do this alone. What do y'all think? Tell us what you think, Bill. Well, I mean, the battle buddy thing was specifically what Bill sent it to us about. He sent that to you and me and, and a couple of other people and said you, we were battle buddies. And that was a huge compliment. Uh, but I totally agree on the nervous part, and I think that goes back to the artist. Did you swoon? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking up swoon right now. I am not looking up swoon right now. What I was going to say is that... that so I love this statement and I've often had this discussion with people where I say, well, of course it's good to be nervous. It's fine to be nervous. I often don't find myself too nervous because of the people that I have around me that I know are going to help me through whatever it is that I'm doing. So my power comes from those around me, not from myself. And because I know I've surrounded myself around such good people, I find myself getting nervous less because they got me. Right. Uh, I, I still struggle with the imposter syndrome, which I think is very close to nervous. Which is? I don't believe that I, I, I feel like every day I go to work, they're going to figure out. I don't belong here. Yeah. What the hell is he doing here? Yeah. Oh, I feel that every day. Well, Luckily that's, for that's, me, I got good people around me. Well, but I mean, still need to unwrap that one. That's where, yeah. I, that's where I, I put that in the, same, in the same basket with the nervousness. I got you. That someday, you know, sooner or later, they're going to figure out, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So I kind of took this one a different place when I was reading it. I, I looked at it as the nervous, uh, I'm not nervous, I'm comfortable. Maybe I should be careful about that. Oh, okay. Am I getting myself right. into a spot where it's mm. so easy, I don't really need to worry about it? They're the okay. But just, and I talk about this all the time. It, with those guys that come to me and like have that, oh, I've got this all figured out, they scare me. Yeah. Because you should never have it all figured out. It's always going to be a different scenario. There's always going to be a call that you can't anticipate or actions you can't anticipate. But at the same time, you know, I do need you to have some confidence about yourself. I've, I've worked with individuals who lack that confidence, and, I, you know, I need them to, like, okay, you know, I'm not saying I have this, but I've prepared myself. I've done some work to prepare myself for this. I wasn't making fun of you on the swing thing. No, no. Bill, Bill cast a huge shadow. I yeah. mean, he's, he was a larger-than-life cast person. It's for him to shine some light on to you like that. Right. It, it would have it caught me. Yeah. It would have really caught me. Nah, I only a, met him briefly. Yeah. No, nah, it, it was a real honor. I told him, I said, I've heard of you. He goes, I've heard of you, too. <laughs> <laughs> and all that was true. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was funny. All right, number nine. If your own justification for being an expert in everything you do is your 28 years of military experience, then it's time to fill out your 4187 form requesting personnel action um, and end your military experience. 
Uh, not everything gets better with age. Sergeant's major, you have to work at it every day. Oh, God, so that's a great one. Rest on the laurels yeah. of I've been in the department this long. I have arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so easy for it to be read and for uh, most to be like, yeah, absolutely. But I see this so often, so often where people want to live off of that legacy of time and want to get validation through that time uh, where, hey, I can stop growing now. I mean, I've, I've been I, doing I, this forever. So, yeah, yep. you know, come on. Yeah. I've been doing this for X amount. And I'll often uh, be talking to people and saying, you understand what these new recruits are coming out with now? When we went through, we would get this little snippet of what the fire service looks like. Now they're there for 16, 19 plus weeks. It's, you can't stop learning. You can't stop pushing forward. And it sounds like everybody would be very agreeable, but I find sometimes even those that are agreeable are totally leaning mostly on that, those past experiences. And I'm not saying that experience doesn't count. I'm going by what he says, which is true, which you need to keep pressing forward. You can't just say, Hey, I can stop learning now. I don't read articles. I don't go to classes. Never got enough experience. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. Got to be relevant. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Right. When we said it before, you know, experience is great, but if you can't apply it, it's useless. Yeah. That's what, yeah, experience is your knowledge. Wisdom is your ability to apply it. Mm. And I'm afraid once you get there, what you end up losing is, is you don't have humility. Enough humility to know that there's more to be or learned. You, about. Or, yeah. Yeah. Humility to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I always, you know, so uh, rookies, you know, constantly get them put it out in the field and I'll go meet them on the first day and stuff. And I always like talking to them because this is fresh eyes looking at a problem that I've been looking at for 20 plus years. It doesn't mean I can't learn from this kid. I mean, you know what I mean? It, you know, but I know a lot of people that just shut off and they're like, Oh, you know, I'm the DC or whatever. I'm, I'm right. mighty. No, no, no. Listen to what they're saying. They're looking at a problem completely differently than you have ever looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number 10, we're going to alter just a little bit because he uses the word soldier and obviously we're, reading these for firefighters, but this is, uh, again, just like the other ones, this is directed at leadership. Number 10, never forget that you're just a firefighter. That's all you are. No better than any other, but just one of them. You may get paid a little more, but when the time comes, your job is to treat them all fair, take care of them as if they were your own children, and expect no more from them of that of which you expect from yourself. Which I think is huge. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think that's another one where you get into the battles of the perception, right? So you become a chief officer and there's those that are going to write you off just no matter what, drink the Kool-Aid or whatever it may be. And this goes to a conversation we were having before we started recording, which is if you're out in public and somebody asks you the question, are you a firefighter? And you answer yes, then you better be willing to do everything that entails, which includes cleaning dishes, doing toilets, and getting down to the grit if you need to. I think sometimes there's an entitlement that comes along with certain people where, you know, they'll answer yes to that question, but the the actions are, oh, no, but I'm way up here now. I don't do any of that. (laughs) You do what you got to do to get things done because that is how we operate. And by no means... Am I saying, you know, that you have to be uh, doing it as much as it is? If you are answering yes to being a firefighter, then do that. You are that. You never leave that title. You 
the, the whole chief and leadership is actually temporary. That firefighter thing stays with you forever. And I think sometimes that can be abandoned by some. Yeah, I tell people all the time, I'm just a firefighter. I just wear a different color shirt today. Yeah. At heart, that's what I am. That's not the best thing. No, to no, say. no, no, no. I, I, I agree one hundred percent. I'm sitting here thinking about. I'm wondering how many of the folks in our department think of me as a firefighter. Yeah, they don't. Most of them just know us as chiefs. Yeah, they. I mean, and I know we've spoken about this before on the on the on the podcast, but uh, we we literally looked into the numbers. You know, Shane and I made chief back in 2010, and over 75 percent of the department was hired since 2010. They only know us as a chief. No experience of us actually being a firefighter. You know, so. I swear we were. And unfortunately <laughs> for you, your, your whole chief has all been 40 hours, right? No, no, you, you were in the field. That's right, I forgot. Yeah, I you're, was in the field for, when I got promoted, I was in the field for one cycle. Then they sent me to training. Four and a half years later, came back out, did two and a half, maybe three years, and then went back in as special operations chief, and then chief of staff so but you know even being a chief on the car they still it, don't see you yeah, nozzle right. in hand right but, down, I, but I was saying the reason and, i was bringing that because you, know, you, you see them at, at scenes and stuff you can yeah, you can interact yeah, with them is yeah. what i was thinking about it's just hard because you, you end it up, is you end up feeling like you're giving them your 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 bona fides you know your here's my here's my resume here's <laughs> here's why you should respect me but, this is why you should listen to what i have yes, to say exactly you know but that's not you know, you don't want to do that. You really rely on those other people to do that, that endorsement that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Where somebody else can go, oh, no, no. That, you know. Yeah. I remember somebody saying that about a firefighter, and he was a larger firefighter. He, he, he gained weight during his career. He was older. And I remember somebody taking me to the side and going, you might not realize it, but that's one hell of a firefighter right there. <laughs> and, I, you know, I was like, wow, okay. You know. But anyway, so that was uh, the Sergeant Majors 10. That's great. Again, uh, we'll put a link to this on the, uh, on the podcast description, uh, but you can find it on armytimes.com. It's SMA Daily's Top 10 Leadership Tips for Sergeants Major. Let us know which one uh, speaks to you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear feedback. Yeah, hopefully we definitely get some uh, kitchen table talk out of that one. Yeah. Pretty sure we screwed up some part of the military on that. Pretty so, sure we yeah, got most we'll, of it messed we'll get, up. Yeah, we'll get none of us served on that. No. no. Although I've always said I, I feel like I would have done well in the military. Well, we got a little bit of guidance from our phone a friend. He's Sergeant Major E nine retired, so he gave us a little bit of direction. Just I think just, that's just enough. reinforcement for you, not necessarily direction yeah. for us. It was, it was just enough for us to get it what? wrong. I'm right, damn it. it no, just, I'm not saying we're right. I'm just saying we made an I, attempt again. Yes, it right. we did. We did, but I think we got just enough information that to be dangerous. Probably got it wrong. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I can go with that. I'm going to speak from an informed perspective now. That's fine. Well, well, all right. Well, well. well. Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records, 
for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.